welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Today's show is sponsored by Ron Rubin Winery. Without their financial support, we would not be here recording today. They've come to our rescue and are sponsoring our podcast for the entire year. We encourage you to get to know them. Check out their website by visiting ronrubinwinery.com. Welcome to episode 135. Today, our guest is Christine Burton from Martorana Winery. Welcome, Christine. Martorana out on West Dry Creek in Healdsburg. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So my first question is this. Did you bring us some wine this morning, Christine? <laughs> that's all Beth cares about. <laughs> I like to cut to the chase. That's right. That's the most important part. Yeah. Um, I did, actually. I brought out um, our blend. It's a red blend called Moza Fiato. Moza Fiato. Yeah. So Got it. it. Sounds good already. Yeah. To, um, it loosely translated in Italian it means to take your breath away. Ah, so there we go. Okay, well, let's crack this bottle open and see. Uh, we're going to pour some. Give a little to Marcy. I think, you know, Christine probably should get some because she brought it. And then, yes, please. You know, I like to have some. So what do you want to tell us about this wine? Well, so this blend is 60% Cabernet Sauvignon, 25% Petite Syrah, wow. and 15% Merlot. Nice. Beautiful. It's a good way to start the morning. Yeah. It is taking my breath away. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big wine. Um, I call it my fireplace wine. This is the one that I want to drink with you. Oh, yeah, you. that's perfect. Yeah, with a, you know, a good book and Netflix binging, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's deep, it's rich, it's it's wonderful. Uh-huh. It's nice. Okay, so tell us a little bit about um, Martirano, when it got when the winery started, kind of describe the location, like if you closed your eyes and you drive up to see it, what's it look like? Well, we're out on West Dry Creek, so it's beautiful back there. It's where the hidden gem. Um, it's rolling hills and all the vineyards back there. It's stunning. Um, people all the time say, oh, we've been on Dry Creek, but not West Dry Creek. Right. Which yeah. is another whole other world, really. It's so hidden. It, it's beautiful. Exactly. It's just beautiful. And so uh, we're just tucked away back there. Um, so we're right on the creek, which is unique. So we are on Dry Creek, which is not dry. It actually is flowing. Um, and we <laughs> have goodness. lovely picnic tables and everything. So you can actually taste and go do your tasting right there, which is nice. Um, we have bocce courts. And so you can play bocce. And you can also come out and have a picnic as well and bring your picnic with you. That's what I was wondering. I have a lot of people wanting to know where they could, um, you know, I think people are trying to slow down, but they still want to get out there. So maybe they don't want to go to six wineries in a day. They know they need reservations everywhere. So they just want one nice place to go and bring a little picnic and relax. Exactly. And what's unique is, um, as we do allow, you know, you to bring a picnic and come and join us and buy a bottle and, you know, stay for an hour and a half and just get away from it all. And it's a safe environment too, because I know we're still working through yes. COVID and everything. Right. So it's a, we have a really large outdoor picnic area, so you can easily social distance, easily have a really relaxing time, and just kind of let all your cares go away. Nice. You know? I think I'm going to go there from here. I yeah, need to, I I'd like say, to go let my cares go away. Let's go float down the river with our cares. And, and can we can my, we bring my, our puppy? Yeah, so we're <laughs> dog-friendly and we're children-friendly. Nice. Wow. Which is unique in wine country, too. That is yeah. unique in wine country. It's usually one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> well, and a lot of wineries have said that, you know, they worry about having kids because, especially when it was more intensely social distancing, they didn't want kids running around. And, you know, it's hard. So 
Yeah, it's, you know, we've all had to make adjustments, but it sounds like a beautiful spot to spend my afternoon. It is. It's really beautiful out there. We're very fortunate. I'm I'm out there more than I'm home, and it's, you know, people ask all the time, um, do you ever get tired of it? And it's like, I'm in the wine business. Like, no, I never get tired. <laughs> yeah. I never get tired of it. I always say I get to drink wine before I have my coffee in the morning. So who can get tired <laughs> of that? I get tired of that. That's, that's the purpose of this podcast. <laughs> but also for listeners who haven't been off, you know, in Dry Creek Valley, West Dry Creek is really like another world. It's You feel like you're very far away. And it just, uh, you know, it's such an abundance of all the nature and it's close in and it, it is a different experience. It's and each winery on West Dry Creek seems to be pretty secluded. Yes, so, indeed. You don't feel like there's anyone else around you. Right. Yeah. So um, a lot of people, you know, dream about working in the wine business and, you know, how amazing it is. I used to work um, in a tasting room and everybody that walked in the door wanted my job. Like, it's just the greatest thing ever. So tell me, how did you come into the wine business? How is it that you ended up where you are at Martirana? Well, I've been in the wine industry for 16 years, um, and I came to Martirana. I've been there four years. Mm -hmm. Ironically, always work for family wineries, so obviously there's something that pulls me in with mm -hmm. the families. And you become a part of their family. Yeah. Right. You know, absolutely. I mean, we all know about what's happening with each other's personal lives yeah, as well as business dogs life. Their, right. Exactly. Um, so you become very attached. And... Also, at a smaller winery, you end up wearing a lot of hats. Right. So you don't just, you're not just a tasting room manager or just a wine club manager. You're, you know, you might be watering the gardens right. or you might be, you know, uh, tending to anything. Right. Um, everything goes. I mean, you might be punching down during harvest. You don't know. That's, um, that makes it fun, though. That's what's making people listening or thinking, oh, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's also a lot of hard work. It's like hard work, anything, yeah. of course. A lot of variety, a lot of hard work. But that, you know, better than being behind a desk all day. So that would be awesome. Agreed. And I've, you know, my prior life to wine, I was in the financial industry. And yeah, you were at a desk the whole time. And so I really like the fact that I can um, get up and enjoy my guests. Or, you know, you never get away from the paperwork. That right. never goes away completely, obviously. But yeah, that I can be out in nature, that I get to be with the guests, that I'm pouring wine and and talking about my passion, which is wine, well, you know, and sharing it with folks. I used to like just that it was a variety during the day. So, I mean, there are days when you are working more on paperwork, but then the next day you are working out in the garden, like you said, and then the next day you have a lineup of cu customers coming all day. So, yeah, I think the variety is what the draw is. And, you know, the wine. <laughs> Yeah, of course. The Let's wine. not forget the wine. The wine yeah. is good. There are very few jobs that you get to drink wine throughout your office day. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> what other wines are in the portfolio? Sure. So we offer um, a Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, we offer a Petite Syrah, um, Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, a really pretty rosé of Zinfandel. Mm, nice. Mm -hmm. You is, don't find a lot of Petite Syrah. That's that's nice. And ours is actually fantastic. We are sold out at the moment. We're going to release our new one come fall. Uh, but our previous vintage was a double gold medal winner, 98 out of 100 points. And so wow. we're really proud of that being such a small winery. We only produce two case, 2,000 cases a year. Oh, my gosh. No wonder it's so sought after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when people come to the tasting room, is there a designated flight for the day? Or can they choose what they want to taste? What's the tasting room experience? Sure. So uh, when guests visit, um, we do ask, obviously, at this point in time, we, we are in a wine cave. 
Um, so we ask that you wear your mask when you come in. But we offer five different wines. It's usually three whites and two reds, but the flight changes from time to mm -hmm. time. And then you can taste outside or indoors. It does get very hot in our valley. So um, we are able to offer tasting indoors now, which is great. And once you're seated, just like a restaurant, you don't have to wear your mask. And the staff does wear theirs all the time. And it, in a cave, in the there, heat, there's there, there, nothing there, like a cave on a hot day. And there really aren't very many. Exactly. Yeah, there are not very many rarity, caves in area, so. And it is very cool in the cave. And so yeah. that does make it as, but then obviously most folks would love to be outdoors because it's so beautiful. So, I know, but a cave experience is special. Yeah. I know. I love going in caves. They're I so do too. cool. I, and I think people who haven't been, they, they quite, don't quite know what to expect. And it's like, wow, this is so cool. Every time I go, Literally. I think, this, yeah, this is amazing. I think if I've seen it for the first time, it'd be mind-blowing. Yeah, I just think it's, I love to be in the caves. Right. Oh, and nice. my what's unique also is my office is actually in the cave. Oh, so, oh wow. So I and work always... in a, I literally work in a wine cave. <laughs> She's in the cave. I'm in the cave. in the cave. It smells so good in the caves, too. It does. It smells like wine. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have some favorite spots where you like to send guests or not even guests, maybe, but your own personal friends who show up, you know, you know, to visit, you know, wine country? Do you have things that you think are can't miss, whether it's restaurants or sightseeing or another winery that you always suggest? Or... Sure. Well, so oftentimes we will certainly, if, if they're from out of state and they really want to have a California experience, we will send them, of course, to like Armstrong Woods. Mm -hmm. Or out to Bodega and like take some beach time in. But then if they're a little more, you know, local or a little more local, maybe San Francisco Bay Area, and they're looking for a really good restaurant or something, um, we will refer all kinds of great restaurants in the town of Hillsburg. Mm. So, you know, we don't have anybody specific. We just say they're all amazing. But um, I mean, you know, Willie Seafood's fantastic and Bocce is fantastic and Barden Diva and Campofina and Bravas. I mean, so it goes on and on. When you're in the town of Hillsburg, there are so many great places to eat. And it's, it's such a great range. I mean, I did a press tour one time where I had, you know, great restaurants lined up each night. And then the journalist said, you know, I'd really like to go to El Farolito. I just really would like a taqueria or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Plan B. We have great those, too. So, I mean, there's really a great range of restaurants in Hillsburg. Absolutely. Is sure. El Farolito is one of our favorite local places mm -hmm. to go. Mm -hmm. I'm a regular. I just love that drive, um, just the drive down West Dry Creek all the way. I turn off at Madrona Manor and just go as far as you can go. It's not a road you want to hurry on. And if you're impatient with cyclists, it's not a good place for you to be. <laughs> but if you can just take your time, that road is just quintessential wine country. Yeah, it is. It's like one of the grand scenic drives. Agreed. And when you come over Lambert Bridge, it's a single lane bridge. Mm -hmm. And so it's so quaint. Um, there are people who take pictures there all the time or even their wedding photos. I take pictures on the bridge almost every time I cross it. And yeah. I think I, sh I shouldn't stop. And I think, well, there's nobody behind me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just one more. Yeah, it's a cool bridge. Everything mm -hmm. about it. For sure. Yeah, I get to drive over there on my way in every day. So she's just making all the listeners jealous. We're living the life because they're sitting in a cubicle somewhere, <laughs> thinking. Hmm. And, and while she's in a cave drinking wine, yeah, and, and you're tied to your desk. You're tied at work. Well, yeah. there's not that many people at their desk anymore, but no. someday we'll be back. <laughs> that's true. That's true. A lot of virtual workers out there, but even more to the point of getting out on a weekend and coming to wine country, and you know, get out of your house. And uh, virtual working is fantastic, but it's also like so nice. Do you need to get out? You need you, know. you need some scenery. You yeah. could do a picnic, bring your laptop, be at work, and be at the winery. That 
There, I just invented a new way of working. There you go. Win, win, win. So the winery is owned by Gio Martirana. Yes. And what, you know, do you know the history of, you know, why he decided to start the winery? Yeah. So they actually have had the um, the agriculture, if you will, the vineyards for about 30 years. Okay. And so they were, you know, selling the fruit and to other wineries out there, that sort of thing, which we still do. Mm-hmm. We have 35 acres. So that's, that's quite, quite a, a bit. bit. Of, yeah. In Dry, Dry Creek Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we still certainly sell about 60% of our fruit Mm -hmm. and and bulk wine to a lot of the other big wineries that, you know, folks would have heard of. Um, And we keep about 40% for our wine club members and folks visiting. Yeah, they're Italian heritage. And uh, again, they've had the agriculture for about 30 years. And then they started crafting wine and decided they wanted to go into the wine biz, if you will, and become vintners about a dozen years ago. Okay, it's not very long. And so, and that was um, third generation Geo who decided, you know, he went to college and went to Davis and um, learned all about winemaking and his internships were, you know, local at local wineries and branched out and and decided, um, I want to do this. This is my passion. And then I'm going to build this incredibly beautiful cave. And then (laughs) one thing led to another. Exactly. One thing led to another. We also produce a really beautiful olive oil too. Oh, nice. mm. And so that started really kind of the olives almost started before the grapes in, in terms of uh, they were producing an olive oil beforehand. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we have all these grapes and I want to become a winemaker and I want to do that. And so that, you know, he followed his passion from one to the other. It is a beautiful property. I would really highly recommend uh, putting that on your list when you're coming out to visit. Um, and if you can come soon, it's just a great time of year. You know, October is just the peak of harvest and activity out in the vineyards. And you really do need patience driving around because there's, you know, tractors pulling grapes everywhere you go. And it's a lot of action. But you can really see, you know, the whole process if you can come here in October. Yeah, harvest is the favorite time for so many people. And it is glorious. All Mm. the vineyards start to turn all the fall colors. colors. Yeah, And we have amazing pear trees that turn all these flaming colors also. And it's just gorgeous. And then like you said, all the activity right now, right now, everything is really starting humming out in yes. the valley. And everyone's getting so amped up and getting ready to get into harvest. And right when we pull our first bins in, we always take a pause and we bless the grapes mm-hmm. and have a little bit of champagne and then get right back to work. And it's just so exciting. I mean, harvest is crazy busy and it's so much work, blood, sweat, and tears. But at the end of the day, you just feel like, you've really, really accomplished something. Yeah, you know? and it's a celebratory moment, you know, just that beginning mm-hmm. and and what comes from it. it it's exciting. Well, it's, it's a whole, a... so much has culminated. You know, it's been a year of waiting for those grapes. And Yeah. You know. It's also exciting a business in that for people who are chained to a desk where it's like a tangible product at the right. end of the day. You know, there's so much satisfaction in starting from these raw materials and then making it into this product, enjoying it with the customers. There, there's just such a cycle of, um, you know, there's a lot of joy in all that. It's it's great. Yes, very much the fruit of your labor. Um, yeah, and, exactly. And when we release a new vintage, when that happens, we are so excited because, you know, it's it's like having a, our own little baby. I mean, you've been waiting and waiting for this. And that's what makes wine so unique is it's never the same twice. Right. It's always different. It's always different. It's always unique. And you can't wait to, like, release the new one to have something new to talk about and be excited about. Yeah, it's really that moment in time. And then just hearing the feedback from, you know, you're pouring it to the guests. And what are they saying yeah. about it? What do they yes. think? And fun. Yeah.
So anything else? Marcy, do you have a, a book or anything you want to share with us? An item? I have or? an item. I have the really kind of corny item where... Okay, she always has a corny item. She always thinks it's amazing. Right. I'm like, okay. Literally, <laughs> I was so standing fun. in line returning something and I saw this. It's called... <laughs> I don't know if anyone would really use this, but it's called Wine to Go, and it's a foldable wine bottle. So it's, it's see this? It's like a little flask. Oh, the whole thing, the whole yeah. thing is. So I guess bottle. if you, you know, are smuggling wine in oh, somewhere, I, I mean, I would say it's great for a picnic because it's no glass bottle. I could go rafting with that. Yes. Fill that up. Go rafting. Yeah. So no glass, no worries. And it's just called Wine to Go, and it's just, you know. Okay, I'm gonna guess that was on the sale rack somewhere. <laughs> yeah, oops, I think it was. Yeah, I, like I said, I was standing in line waiting to return something. I'm like, oh, what's this? Oh, this would be good for the podcast. Good wine item. But I mean, you know, when this would have been great when you were a kid in college and smuggling <laughs> exactly. wine into a concert <laughs> instead of the Boda bag. I mean, my goodness, is that what you did? <laughs> I literally, okay, because it's been so many years, I'll tell the truth. I was at going to a concert once, and my hair used to be like. Like a, you know, mattress explosion. It very was so much curly hair. hair. <laughs> and my friends are trying to bring in this Boda bag and they kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And my friend says, she goes, put this around your neck and just hold it like a little drawstring. And no one will know. And no one did. And I literally <laughs> smuggled in the wine in this Boda bag because you couldn't see it, it because of all my hair. hair. Yeah. So that's my, no. you know, my smuggling story of the day. She's going to be serving time later. <laughs> for that. But this is, uh, you know, probably for... Oh, I'm not going to encourage the link. No, let's not. I can see what you're going to say. It's like, yeah, this is not for kids. It's it's good for an adult in your life. Yeah. Who has to have wine. The child, like, at all times. Yeah, wine at all times. At all times. So that's my item. Okay. Well, it is an item. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for your encouragement. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So I did want to say one little thing I noticed the other day, and I thought, well, Marcy and I really need to make like a little pinky promise to update our Facebook and Instagram pages, because I went on our Facebook page, and the last update was September of 2020. I thought, oh my God, it's been a year. And I thought, I think that's because we haven't gone anywhere. Like we used to record our podcast and finish up and go out to lunch every week, and then we'd try to go someplace different, so at least we could talk about this. But we don't even come to the podcast together anymore. We take separate cars and then we leave separately and we don't go to lunch. And so I thought, okay, we're back. We were at the beach together a few weeks yeah. ago. And so we have some pictures from that. So I, you know, I hope you follow along our uh, Facebook and our Instagram pages because they're starting to look pretty damn snappy, I got to say. And it's just uh, the wine road for both of them. Correct. Well, for the um, the podcast, it's Wine Road Podcast. Never mind. Yeah, I was thinking about the other Wine Road. Okay, so it is just... (laughs) The other one. (laughs) Yeah, because I do that one also. So it is just, it is Wine Road Podcast on both Instagram and Facebook. And that one's always updated. I don't know what you're doing over at the Wine Road, but the Wine Road Podcast is full of uh, life. I think it's, uh, the Instagram is, looks pretty good. The Facebook looks sad. But it didn't, or it did, but it doesn't. I've been jazzing it up. I've been putting lots of energy into it. Okay, so the next picture will be you and me smuggling something into a concert. Into no? a concert, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, and then I did want to mention that uh, the clock is ticking. If you're interested in going to the Wine and Food Affair, which is November 5th, 6th, and 7th, you can log on to wineroad.com for tickets and details. And remember, reservations are required for every winery that you want to visit. So um, the tickets are limited because the seating is limited because it's reservation only. So if there's not a seat, 
There's not a ticket. <laughs> right, unless you're playing musical chairs. Yeah, so wine, winerode.com. I wanted to ask Christine, best way to reach the winery through the website or call? What's the best way for Actually, uh, you can send us an email. Um, mm-hmm. You can send it directly to me at christine at martiranafamilywinery.com to make a reservation, or you can call us. So our phone number is 707-433-1909, and we'll take your reservation over the phone. Perfect. Nice personal touch to be able to call. There you go. And yeah. if people come in October and they mention the podcast, were you going to give them a little special offer? Yeah. So for the month of October, um, if you mentioned that you've heard the podcast, um, we're happy to extend a two-for-one offer for your wine tasting. That's there terrific. You go. I mean, you'd be coming at the peak time. Harvest is happening. Lots of action. You can sit out by Dry Creek and have a little picnic, enjoy some great wine, and have two-for-one tasting. Yeah. So we'll put all that in the show notes. We'll put the phone number. We'll put Christine's email. We'll put her social security number. When <laughs> 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 we'll All the details. All the notes. <laughs> and we hope to see you on the wine road. Thank you, Christine. Oh, thanks so much for having us. It I appreciate great. it. great. Thanks for the wine. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.